Hey, Tim. Hope you're doing well. Everything I know about is good. I'll get to this budget <laughs> business in a moment. I understand you're back from Asia, though. It stops in China, Japan, and I believe South Korea. What's the takeaway from that trip? Well, the dangerous, the, the world is very dangerous right now, too. Uh, we talked about trade with the premier of China, the number two guy in China. We met three of the top seven Politburo guys there. You know, their economy is, is bustling right now. They're the $12 trillion economy, second to us only. Uh, went to South Korea, uh, met with uh, General Brooks there, who was heading up U.S. forces, uh, met with the uh, from, uh, premier there. I, I can tell you this. It's a very dangerous situation, but I'm hopeful that we are moving toward a negotiated settlement to denuclearize that Korea Peninsula. Kim Jong-un was in Beijing the same day we were there meeting with the president. Um, he has a meeting with uh, uh, President Moon in uh, South Korea and then later, obviously, President Trump. I think what's happened is Kim Jong-un has gotten religion that President Trump is serious, and we're going to exhaust all diplomatic efforts to do this. But the threat is out there, and I think it's a credible threat that President Trump will do whatever we have to do to make sure we protect America. Should President Trump take this meeting? In my opinion, absolutely. And let me tell you why, Tim. I think, you know, Pompeo just had a meeting with Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un has been beating his chest for the last 10 years, really. In the last two or three years, he's accelerated his pace of nuclear testing. We know there are other countries helping him do that. This is an extremely dangerous situation. Secretary Mattis, uh, Secretary of Defense, has said we're going to exhaust all diplomatic efforts uh, before using kinetic uh, ability to denuclearize. So I absolutely believe it's a high-risk effort, and I give the president credit because this could blow up in his face, but I think we should do that. I hope when you say blow up in his face, you mean that metaphorically and not literally in the case case of Kim Jong-un. Senator David Perdue with us here. Talking about you behind your back earlier this morning, your your remarks to this budget committee that convened earlier this week, and I said, listen, this David Perdue complaining about the budget process isn't something he stumbled into 30 minutes ago. This is something he was running on four years ago in that campaign for the U.S. Senate. Now, I heard you say something that I don't think I've heard you say before. Maybe you've been on this this bandwagon for a while and I've missed it, but you advocated zero-based budgeting. Now, quickly, that's where every facet of the federal government, every agency, administration, department, but uh, wouldn't start out with last year's budget and work up. They'd start at zero and justify every dollar. Is, is this a new position for you, or where have you been on that, or where are you on that? Well, I learned that 45 years ago, you in business. Uh, I've done that my whole life. It's just like breathing. But I ran on this thing. You know, you know, debt pulled me in here, and the reason this budget is so important is it contributes to the debt. Um, I, I think, Tim, that, you know, when you look at, the number one crisis we have is our debt crisis. We just crossed over into $21 trillion. I've been arguing for three years to create a select committee to get at fixing the budget process, which causes much of the problem with the debt. And we now have that. Uh, um, uh, Paul Ryan helped create this. Uh, Ms. McConnell agreed with it. They created a 16-member um, House and Senate Republican and Democrat committee, and I'm on that committee to try to fix this. It's the number one problem I think we have. We use continuing resolutions 180 times. Actually, since the 74 budget is put in place, Tim, 
the federal government has been shut down 20 times by Congress because it couldn't fund the government on time. This is ridiculous. No other country in the world gets away with this. Uh, no other state. The state of Georgia, our legislative session ended uh, not quite a month ago. They're only constitutionally compelled to do one thing when they go to Atlanta, and that's uh, to pass a budget, balance a budget and pass a budget. They do that. They can go home the first day. Uh, imagine if the legislature in Atlanta did what you folks in D.C. do and basically just ignore the mandate. Well, 44 states have a balanced budget law, and I'm pushing that up here as well. But, there, you know, states like California and Illinois and New York that have financial crises of their own don't have balanced budget laws. So Georgia is one of those states that's financially responsible. Right now we're trying to bring some of that ethos here to Washington by creating a budget process that works, getting after redundant agency spending, some of this outrageous waste that we have here. But we've also got to save Social Security and Medicare because those are the costs that are exploding. Tim, the debt has just exploded over the last uh, 16 to 18 years. And in the next 11 years alone, the projection is that the federal government will add another $11 trillion. That can't happen. Uh, right now, let me characterize the debt this way. In the, in the next 30 years, the commitments that have been made since the 60s, really, um, and actually going back to 1935, too, mm-hmm. Social Security, but the commitments that have been made are $130 trillion. $130 trillion. That's our future debt that's coming at us like the freight train. That's $1 million for every household in America. Said I'd ask this before we let you get out of here, because it just hit me that uh, you're up for re-election in 2020. It's been four years since you were running for the U.S. Senate. That probably sounds like fake news, but yeah, it's been four years. Have you thought about 2020? Have you made a decision or any kind of announcement that I missed? What What are you thinking about uh, re-election? Well, I haven't made any announcements to you, uh, except that I put a term limit bill the first day I was in the United States Senate uh, that would limit to two terms. For Senate and six terms, six two-year terms for the House, and no no bill, double dipping. Um, I will honor that, uh, and I'm I'm moving right now to run. I haven't made an announcement, but my first focus is to do the job people sent me here to do right now, um, and that is to get after this debt, to fix this budget process, to, to support this president, to, to re-engage with the rest of the world, uh, and that's what we're trying to do right now. All right, Senator David Perdue, thanks for checking in this morning. Hey, Tim, great talking to you, man, as always.